podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. Global market update. Let's begin. Okay, the U.S. markets were actually down last night. Let's discuss a few things. Here are some things that I've done on my eToro account. I was expecting that the markets were gonna fall a bit, and so I initiated some short positions on the Nasdaq 100 at about 13,200. I also shorted what I felt were expensive already, and seems to be more poised on the downside. Doesn't mean that they would really crash but i just feel that airbnb at about 195 dollars was a bit expensive your nordstrom department store is also expensive of course i'm prepared to also lose money so these are ideas that are if you look at it it's about a small percentage bet on the entire account so um also you'll notice that Yesterday, TransEnterix, TRXC, which is a medical device company, rallied to about 440. Actually, I sold some shares last night on TransEnterix. I used the spikes to actually sell. So uh, I've been closing some positions for 12, 414, 415. Also, um, I was able to sell some at 4.4. So I trimmed a few positions that were high costs, but I kept my low costs. Uh, you'll notice that um I, I actually this was up last night and uh because i had a huge position about 385 and when it was trading at 440 i was able to uh, exit some of the positions the rest i did a market price selling but actually uh trxc i am of the belief that it's a good company so any drops i'm willing to be choppy and uh buying and selling the shares actually like right now if you take a look at trxc from about seven bucks all the way to 350, this has rallied to 390 and even rallied to 450. So I think that drops at about 370 are actually good opportunities to enter into. And then you sell some at 410, 440 with the plan to actually sell if it rises to about $5 or about 550. So I would be willing to sell on the way up and also I'm willing to buy on the way down, even as low as $3. Now, for some people, they don't know what TransEnterix is. So we're going to try to go read TRXC in the Wikipedia. So um, who is TransEnterix? They're actually a company that is medical. Um, so advancing laparoscopic surgery through innovations and hand surgical robotics so let's take a look at this, TransEnterix. So get ready for a new standard in surgical performance. TransEnterix will now change its name into Ascensus Surgical. Surgery reimagined. So they changed their ticker symbol, perhaps, or you're gonna maybe the ticker symbol is the same, Theorexy, but they changed their name. It's going to be Ascensus Surgical. So Ascensus is a performance-guided surgery. It's a next-level technology completing the change idea of what is possible. So get ready to move beyond inefficiency, unpredictability, and outdated technology in the operating room. 
get ready for performance-guided surgery from Ascensa Surgical. We are digitizing the interface between the surgeon and the patient, pioneering a new standard of surgery for increased control, less variability, and consistently superior outcomes. It's the heart of the digital interface ensuring surgeons have advanced point-of-care knowledge to elevate their performance through every stage of their surgery. It's a machine learning-driven database for pre-operative simulations, enabling surgeons and their teams to deliver the best surgical outcomes. Intraoperative means that perceptive real-time guidance through augmented intelligence, helping to guide better decision-making, improve collaboration, enhance information sharing during the surgery. Post-operative is performance analytics, helping optimize the surgical performance over time, setting a groundwork for global standardization. Senhance is the ultimate in surgical control, turbocharging the digital laparoscopy landscape, providing surgeons with an unprecedented level of control, integrating innovative technological advances, helping surgery become more instinctive, more responsive, and more focused. Let's read together how many awards they got. So they won the Time Healthcare 50, MedTech Breakthrough Award 2019, the best new surgical solution, they also got the FAST 500 2020 North America by Deloitte for medical devices. In a few latest news, let's read this. Robotic system is supporting surgeons and increases the patient's safety. This came from healthcare in Europe. TransEnterix won the CE mark for Senhan's pediatric indication by mass device. TransEnterix announces Toshima Hospital in Japan to initiate a Senhan's digital laparoscopy program. Let's read about this article about biospace. So let's read this together and also let's go to more news. So JPM says here that um, TransEnterix submits a digital vision surgery assistant for an FDA review. That is an article, Fierce Biotech. They want to use more AI and surgical robotics. Here's how. And they're seeking the FDA clearance for the very first machine vision system for robotic surgery. So in the media, the CEO Anthony Fernando on the need to right-size robotics listen to the needs uh, on how Senhan Surgical System is complementing the robotic offering for hospitals. Then, of course, connect with us. Let's take a look at their Twitter page. All right. So Ascensa Surgical is pioneering a new era of performance-guided surgery, unlocking clinical intelligence to enable consistently superior outcomes. So let's take a look at some of their initial tweets. They're celebrating the first case uses using machine vision with the intelligent surgical unit in Europe. Learn more about digital laparoscopic programs in Europe with augmented intelligence in surgical settings here. So this is Senhan Surgical Procedure. It is a very good company in my view. That's why I think that the people who got in at two would wish to add more at three or four. And this is actually an interesting company that I would like to have if the markets actually have a healthy pullback. So actually my NASDAQ sell at about 13,300. I'd be willing to sell as high as about 13,700 thinking that maybe we can buy it back at about 12.7 or 12,000. And um, I think this is a healthy correction that the market needs to breathe because there are so much extensions in the market.
So um, let's take a look at the foundation. It's a uh, the next surgical evolution. All right. So they're announcing the Toshima Hospital in Japan. So Japan um, announced that uh, Tokyo Metropolitan Health Hospitals agreed to a lease and utilizing the Senhan surgical system. We are excited to partner with Toshima Hospital building its Senhan's digital laparoscopy program. Japan has been one of the fastest growing markets for Senhan's in terms of placements, clinical cases, given our attractive per-procedure economics, comprehensive reimbursement coverage, ability to add digital capabilities to the strong foundation of laparoscopy. A recently inaugurated training center in Japan will further accelerate our growth in the region. Tashima Hospital is a comprehensive inpatient and outpatient facility with 415 inpatient beds affiliated with Tokyo Medical and Dental University. So our hospital is dedicated to offering the best possible surgical care and uh, advanced minimally invasive surgery requires precision, superior visualization, and advanced instrumentation. And selecting Senhan surgical system is built upon our excellent laparoscopic surgery program and advanced visualization and digital capabilities. Very strong thing. Um, who is Transenterics? Okay, so Japan today is the second largest medical device market in the world, valued about $40 billion annually, with about $5 billion in annual capital equipment spending. There's about 8,400 hospitals in Japan, 80% are private, and Japanese laparoscopic penetration and surgery is the highest in the world. So these recent procedure approvals for robotics by establishing reimbursement at the same rate as traditional laparoscopy places a high emphasis on procedure costs to influence adoption. So here at TransEnterix, we believe that we are digitizing the interface between the surgeon and the patient to improve the minimally, minimally invasive surgery, also known as MIS, through a new category of care called digital laparoscopy. So enabling the use of advanced capabilities like augmented intelligence, connectivity, robotics, and laparoscopy allows us to address the current clinical, cognitive, and economic shortcomings in surgery. So this is a beneficial company and a beneficial system. Let's learn more about Senhance. Let's try to see if they have shown some videos on how this robotic surgery is. So this is a spotlight. Let's watch this. Watch Senhance in action at UMC. This is a video by Vimeo. So we can watch it right now. Let's watch this. It's two minutes. That's why it's been exciting for me to be 
be a part of LSU and UNC, uh, where the combined mission was to train uh, students, residents, interns, trainees at all levels to pass all that knowledge. Both LSU and UNC are very committed to innovation and being on the cutting edge of surgery. Um, I feel proud to be a part of, of both those institutions for that reason. Robotic-assisted surgery using the Senhan system is just one of the many ways that UNC is committed to innovation. Minimally invasive surgery is always pushing the envelope to do the same level of surgery through smaller and smaller incisions. So I think you saw the video there, um, digital laparoscopy, okay? You can actually also see a few more news. Transendrix increases previously announced bought. So let's read the Investors Relations Program from them. Receiving the CE mark, pioneering augmented intelligence in surgery. The time is always right to do what is right. You can actually also see their year in review. That's just 40 seconds. So let's watch this. This is their 2020. So medical devices, okay, um, it actually reminds me, I've always said that it reminded me of intuitive surgical, of ISRG. Let's read more about ISR of Transenterix. says here that um, Transenterix increases the announced bought deal offering to about $70 million. So let's read it together. This offering is about 23 million shares at the price of $3 per share. So there seems to be a lot of people interested to buy Transenterix, this minimally invasive surgery at $3, and they've bought $69 million worth of that. The gross proceeds are actually intended to use for general corporate purposes, and um, that is a placement that happened. So it just tells you the significance of people who likes to actually buy more of the shares. And take note that here, there was already a $31 million or a combined $100 million total. So um, the $30 million was first purchased at $1.25. And then the next, uh, uh, the, the next $69 million was paid for at $3. So those who have actually trans-enterics at about $1.25, I think you were so lucky to get in because a lot of people were able to just buy it about $3. So I'd say that any drops near $3 is really a defended support for trans bricks. And although there will be some selling front here at about $4.50 because that's a 50% rally, take note that trans already started from as low as $0.60 cents here to as high as about 7 meaning, yes, it was a 10x name. And typically for 10x names, you do see a lot of corrections, but that correction is something that we would love to get because we do believe that the reason why 10x in the first place was rooted in their fundamental reasons. So um, let's take a look, of course, at the finviz.com of TransNTRX. 
let's see what else other people have to say about Essenza Surgical. So Essenza Surgical Medical Devices USA market cap right now is trading at about $570 million here at about $392. So about, let's say you get in at about 15% cheaper at about... Um, 15% cheaper is about 350 below. Now, I'm not sure if you can really get in a 350 area, but uh, last week when the market was crashing, there was abil ability to get in at about 343, 347, 362. So, I mean, I think a drop near $3 is the most optimal entry. But I think that $3 all the way to about 370, I'll be willing to take a stake on TRXC. Um, what else should you know? So is it a compelling thing? Actually, people are saying TransEnterix has a compelling case to be the next Intuitive Surgical. So let's read. Uh, for those who don't know who Intuitive Surgical, yes, that is ISRG, one of the best companies in U.S. that actually did this robotic surgery in the last uh, how many years with their uh, Da Vinci system. So this is Intuitive Surgical. Take note that if you've invested as early as $2 before or $6 before, it's now trading at $750 or 100 plus X after, of course, 20 years. Now, of course, even if you've just made 10X in 10 years um, or, well, 10X in a year is great, right? So that's what TransEnterix did. Uh, it has a compelling case to be the next ISRG. This is another small cap growth stock that has sprung back to life. It's up 30 next in the past six months. It will likely get significant traction because of Senhan's robotics technology to gain a widespread clinical adoption in the laparoscopic field. Its inflated price might actually limit the attractiveness. So actually, this drop is very healthy because we can get the the, no, the robot arm. So this is a worker with a tablet remotely operating a standalone robot arm. So um, TransEnterix is essentially reducing variability. The novelty from years now that the Vinci developed by ISRG has been a mainstay in the surgical robotics realm. The system was commercialized in 1999, introduced in the U.S., and for the first time in several years, a new entrant in TransEnterix is making significant waves with its Senhance platform. So it does a lot of the things that the Vinci platform does. It can do, um, but a few things that sets it apart, of course, is that it, of course, it effectively combines AI, machine vision, proprietary software to provide a robust solution, eye tracking, 3D visual enhancements, remote type control. They've already helped 4,000 operations and it's tailor-made for laparoscopy. Now, we hear a lot about laparoscopy, so let's take a look at what laparoscopy means. Laparoscopy, also known as diagnostic laparoscopy, is a surgical diagnostic procedure used to examine the organs inside the abdomen. It is a low-risk, minimally invasive procedure that only requires small incisions, and it is an instrument that is uh, using a laparoscope to look at the abdominal organs. So if you need to understand, is laparoscopic surgery a major surgery? Although people think that it is a minor surgery, it is a major surgery with a potential for major complications, suggesting visceral injury, bleeding, injury to the bowel, or even injury to the bladder. So if you can actually use a robot to enhance this laparoscopy, we can actually help uh, fix this um, thing. These are people and uh, checking the abdomen 
And um, there, so take a look at some pictures, laparoscope. Just check your uterus, bladder, glass field, and abdomen. So the pelvic laparoscopy, less invasive rather than open surgery and recovery is quicker. So we can actually use uh, some robots to help address this uh, this problem, then we can actually help um, this. Laparoscopy is used in pregnancy to check that uh, tummy and the uh, incision points, all right. So you could see how um, this is uh, now um, a, a useful thing for uh, not just uh, just women, but also men who just need to have a check. So it's laparoscopic, diagnostic laparoscopy. There is a solid outlook. Of course, we know that there are 10 million abdominal surgical procedures already performed in UK and USA, but there's never a robotic penetration yet. So the company estimates that about $4 billion could grow to about $16 billion by three years' time. And Transentrix, therefore, has a huge market. We're talking about a $500 million company today that can potentially grow their revenue, something in the realm of billions, so it is really cheap today. As we advance, the company's investors have several things to look forward to this year. It already received the CE mark in Europe called the uh, Augmented Intelligence ISU. It received an FDA if it will receive or expects to receive a stamp of approval, FDA 510K, so that is a catalyst. And then they will also analyze, um, get anal analysis by many scholars. The thing is they don't have debt. They have a cash balance of $17 million. And actually they just raised money. So that means their cash just increased $100 million. It has enough cash to the end of 2022, and analysts are actually, because they raise cash until 2023 to 2024, analysts would point towards a 240% increase in their revenues. The bottom line is that it is fascinating. Awesome 10X does love it, and actually we have it. So um, I'd say that uh, TransEnterix is a company that I would love to buy more into, despite the fact that it's 390. If I could go lower, let's say I can find it at about 340 or 360, I'll be happy to buy into it. Now for those asking, okay, Nikki, why is there a BTC sell rating, sell move there at $1,000? They know that it is a very small position. I actually have a long, uh, it's just not in here. It's a crypto, uh, it's, a, it's actually in a crypto the wallet um it's just really kept it's not really for trading like that is really for just holding but from a trading perspective though i do think that in the short term meaning maybe one month or even less i do think that there is some selling pressure here at about fifty-four thousand, or even at about fifty thousand dollar and of course a high 60k so I think that for 50,000 to 60,000, I don't think that we'll hit 100,000 yet. Like you could see, okay, there's these arrows that are really like uh, undefiable uh, chart targets. I mean, I, I'm not saying that's going to go 150,000, but I mean, I'm thinking long term, it could, right? So, um, but in the short term, in the short term, then I see that maybe in the short term, these are your potential selling offs. And your buyers are probably here waiting at about 39,000. Or here about 32,000. Very strong supports there. Now that is a monthly chart. Take a look at the daily. The daily would tell you that um, in the short term, you've got these sellers here at about 58,000 and a seller here at about 52,000. So here at about 48, 49,000. I honestly think that it can rise 5% tonight. It 
can even rise another uh, 10%. But I think that there will be sellers there. And then um, if I'm if I'm, uh, if I'm I'm wrong, it goes all-time high, I'm okay to actually close it if it just simply goes 25% in a single day. But I just don't think it happens. Uh, so in the short term, I do think that there are some resistances here. And uh, in the short term, I also see there's a lot of supports, especially here from about 39 to 42,000. Or even a shallow correction drop, you're only at about 46,000. So we'll see how the markets go. Now, you might be wondering why did Nikki sell some Airbnb? I do think that Airbnb here at about 192, even if it rallied to about 206, is really expensive. And uh, so far, despite the great numbers of Brian Chesky's company, Airbnb, I do think that we have rallied to a $200 billion stock that would likely be able to bought at about 164 or 150 or even as low as 124. So um, I think that the upside is just $20, but the downside could be as big as 70 or even $100. So uh, I'm willing to just um, put that bet uh, and see where it takes me. Airbnb is now trading at about $200 billion, something that I think that the market cannot sustain, no matter how good Airbnb is. $100 billion market cap here, uh, $100, to $100 billion is really expensive. I think that Airbnb should just be trading at about at least $50 billion, but um, uh, at least $50 billion. But uh, yeah, maximum price is really too high already for, for these levels. Of course, let's read the numbers. Airbnb, uh, let's take a look. So here is uh, what people are saying about Airbnb. Um, Booking CEO says that it has a plan to compete with Airbnb. And uh, which travel stocks are people considering based on their web search trends? All right, so let's just read about this. In March 3, 2021, Airbnb is seeking to raise $2 billion from a convertible notes issue. It will help shore up their finances. The company hasn't yet determined how much the interest rate will be for these notes. However, it says that it will accrue interest semi-annually and will mature on March 15, 2026 or five years from now. It will also be convertible into Airbnb's common stock and they will actually just give up cash or at its discretion. Conversion rate is not yet told. The notes will be fully redeemable anytime occasionally starting on March 20, 2024. Airbnb added that it will utilize the proceeds of the issue to pay the cost of entering into a cap call transaction, basically a method for reducing the potential dilution arising from this big influx of new shares. It will also use the funds to retard their debts. So after this, uh, take note that Airbnb will be debt-free. So despite the recent pullback in its share price and declines in key fundamentals, largely due to the coronavirus, Airbnb has been a real hit with investors since IPO. It is basically the only standalone, publicly traded, do-it-yourself accommodation stock on the market. However, it's very far from its fundamentals. The company was losing $3.9 billion in its most recently reported quarter. So take note that I think that even if Airbnb is a great company, it should do so much uh, by selling their shares right now at about $200, getting um, a huge $2 billion cash there to pay off some debts. And also uh, perhaps the even the employees of Airbnb who has shares could actually be selling it, in my view. I mean, the upside is they don't sell it at $100 billion. 
Of course, the upside could be 120 billion or 150 billion, maybe 200 billion, but that's like to me a stretch given that even if people think that it is a perfect recovery stock, and I do think that way, um, it is just too expensive. So shares of the home sharing giant has jumped 13% after their fourth quarter revenue, Wall Street estimates. It blew past it, but it's still the best way to play the economic recovery. Let's take a look at what the bulls are saying. The bulls are saying that the travel market is going to explode. The Trivago reported that 80% are saying that they would want to travel after the worst pandemic has, has, uh, has been done. Now, there's also evidence that Airbnb nights booked in North America were just flat uh, year over year in fourth quarter, and domestic travel has been up year over year. Guests are now traveling cross-border trips are still restricted around the world. Booking Holding CEO said that in Israel, they've vaccinated more than half of their population and they're already up solid double digits. It is the best positioned company, Airbnb, to take advantage of the coming boom. However, um, because of long-term stays, etc., and um, they can easily ramp up the capacity. So Booking Holdings is a competition of Airbnb and uh, they also have their, um, their platform. Trivago is the other company that's also doing these trips and uh, trips and stuff, like similar to what TripAdvisor actually. Remote work will be a long-term tailwind. Says here that perhaps white-collar workers who are damped uh, from their offices would want to go to a different home, staycation in a nature place or an urban setting. In fact, CEO Brian Chesky said that a world with Zoom is a world where more people can work from home. In a world where more people have the flexibility to work from home, we see them that they would work from any home on Airbnb. And so we've seen a number of use cases. Some people are late, are taking longer term stays, one to two months at a time in Airbnb. People are taking extended three to four day weekends, staycations, many weekends in a row because they don't have to be in a physical office. So they're like taking a vacation, staycation, a different Airbnb every week or so. So assuming the work trend sticks, Airbnb is actually one of the winners in this home sharing platform because they like because of these attributes like having a kitchen, accommodating long-term stays, things that hotel chains cannot offer. And it is business is turning into a profit machine. So far, even as revenues fell 30%, they improved their bottom line to about $500 million in just the second half of the year compared to just $38 million in the same period of 2019. The company laid off a lot of its staff, like a quarter, and has worked to trim expenses in areas like marketing so that they could focus on being more efficient. In their shareholders' letter, we undertook an internal review of our cost structure, rapidly made in, making changes, including material reductions, discretionary spending, suspension of performance marketing, and a reduction in our workforce. It has plans to improve our variability costs, expanding and adjusting our EBITDA margin. The company is a clear leader in the home sharing market. Its business model operating an e-commerce marketplace affords wide margins at a scale as well as competitive advantages like network effects. Um, it is very pricey. Everyone knows that while the stock is pricey, it is, however, disrupting a massive market that for others is worth a trillion dollars. And the company is doing the best Airbnb Lux, Airbnb Plus, Airbnb Experiences. Actually, I'm surprised that Airbnb is just $100 billion. I thought that Airbnb's market cap is about more than 
100 billion. Uh, it's 113 billion. So something wrong in this um, in this uh, 100 B. It's more than 100, right? So it's more than 100 billion, 113. You've got losses, although they are improving. So um, it's still new for most people. Uh, it's not new. It's new in the market, but it's not really new for most people. Everybody knows this 12-year-old company, 13-year-old company. So um, you could see that Airbnb tops $100 billion market value as surge shared. So let's take a look more on Airbnb's market cap over time. 2011, Airbnb actually was just less than a billion dollar unicorn status. It hit $30 billion in 2016. And in 2020, yes, it did hit $100 billion. A stunning uh, 100x for the Series B here. So that's Reid Hoffman, Series A, making a 100x on Airbnb. Yes. Consumer lodging shills. This is Marriott. This is Airbnb. This is 2013. HomeAway is actually booking, I think. So, um, yeah, I am of the view that Airbnb is the world's uh, biggest hotel chain uh, without owning hotels, indeed. So, um, this crazy high valuation of Airbnb works well over time. But I think that $100 billion today is uh, it is the Tesla of what it is, of what it represents. Uh, no doubt about that. But if Tesla can go down from 880 to about 680 today or about 30% drop, can 200 go down to 140? I do think that um, I see it that in the short term, it goes 140 rather than 260. The travel industry, of course, is a great industry, but uh, investors are really pricing in a huge, uh, the reopening moves is perfectly priced in, in my view only. It's just my view for, uh, for Airbnb. All right, there's more questions, but uh, let's take a look at your questions. It's 30 minutes already. Hi from Toronto. How will Rocket stock play out? Actually, RKT rose about 60% last night indeed. Um, some of us still have it. Some of us, unfortunately, sold. So um, I think that uh, for now, so some of us actually sold early at about $24. Yes, it indeed rose to about $41 last night. For those who continue to have RKT, yes, this was a free Friday class pick. We made a buy call at about $20 and even added at about $19 or $21, only to sell actually $24, thinking that the market has corrected and will correct, only to see rocket really rocket ship higher. So um, some of us managed to still hold their, um, their rocket position. So some of us actually managed to have a 14x move on RKT because they bought some calls on it, especially when everyone was selling down uh, RKT. I think that for now, you just let Rocket stock play out. Uh, let's see where it goes if you still hold on to it. Hello, Nikki. What is your uh, take on ACRX? That would be the opioid uh, overdose usage company. Um, ACRX is a good company in my view. I'll wait this out. Uh, current levels about 190 can fall further at about 170. So if you got in at about 190 or 220, I think that you just keep this. Uh, should be okay longer term. I still see it hitting about $4. In the short term, of course, it can do 170. Um, what do you use for your stock selection? Uh, secular trends. So example, you need to understand which secular trend you really like. If you're studying, example, genomic sequencing, then study genomic sequencing to understand the companies that will benefit in that sector.
I cannot buy or sell IQD. I myself have a problem. I couldn't sell it either. I think that the reason is interactive brokers assumes that when the market cap is so low, like INQD is less than $30 million market cap, it prevents us to be able to buy. So actually, it's a little bit weird. Um, this happened because before I was trying to buy very good food at the dollar. It would not allow me. But when it went to about $5, it suddenly allowed me to buy. So I think that interactive brokers, OTC markets, have like a certain restriction for all of us to buy it when it's too low or too OTC. Uh, some people are able to buy their INQT because they're using TD Ameritrade. Either way, I think that it's a good company. We just wait it out. Uh, answered already ACRX. Dell Technologies is going higher. Do you have any thoughts? Unfortunately, I didn't study Dell, so uh, I have no idea. Dell, are you talking about the company, like the soft, uh, the computer company Dell? So um, computer, uh, I really, uh, I didn't study it. So it's not part of my secular trends though. So um, congrats. Actually, there are a lot of all-time highs. Perry was all-time high. Love Sack was also all-time high. However, um, actually there are a lot. But uh, I don't, yes, you know, Rocket Lows went up. So UWMC, of course, followed suit. Um, Transmedics was actually up last night. Uh, TMDX, actually this uh, human um, organ transplant company. So all-time high, 44, right? Then fell to 39, but still all-time high. Either way, um, I think that there will be some companies that continue to go all-time high. Uh, for Dell, I just don't know much about that company. How is Titan Medical holding up against Transenteryx? Unfortunately, I didn't study Titan Medical. Um, I have no idea about Titan Medical. What is Titan Medical? Uh, it is applying robot technology to replicate natural movement so that surgeons can be more comfortable about their surgical system. So it's a competition. You could see that um, Titan Medical is uh, in Canada, Toronto. Toronto Stock Exchange, it competes with Ascensus. This is Transenterics. This is ISRG. We can see that Med Robotics, Microbot Medical, Nursefly, these are all your competition. You can view all the competition. Nomad Health, Aureus Medical Management Services. Um, yeah, so you could see that uh, all these companies are your uh, competition. Nomad Health, it's not, some of the competition are not listed. Uh, Med Robotics, not listed. Microbot Medical, this one is also listed. Uh, $8.65, Microbot Medical. So I guess like there's just a lot of companies. Uh, I just didn't study Titan Medical. Uh, so yeah, let's take a look at this. So Microbot Medical and Titan Medical. You can see there's more stereotaxis, STXS, arrhythmia treatment, robotic catheter ablation. So that's really one thing that I do. Uh, if I like a sector, I'll just look for all the competition within the sector and check it out as well. So um, all right, let's take a look at that. Titan Medical, I didn't study this, so let, I'm just like checking it now. TMBI, Titan Medical Inc. So it has fallen 60 cents to $3.40. Do they have already an FDA approval? Um, so sometimes those are the little things that uh, actually would matter. Um, if they have a clientele, if they secure the clientele, like example, last night, Beef Life, Dragonfly went up 50% because they got Wozniak. 
So you can understand that all the drone companies didn't rise 50% last night. Only one company did, which was DeepLife, because there was a technology partner with Apple's um, Steve Wozniak um, having a drone company and partnering with Cameron Shell. Uh, so uh, although I don't know the answer for your question on Titan Medical against TransEnterics, I think that um, you can check out more about uh, where they are doing, how about their sales, and um, think more more needs to be checked, even like this microbot, MBOT. I don't know. Um, this microbot medical is also listed in the NASDAQ, doing almost the same thing, right? So um, also the same sector, 691 to 865, just starting to go up. Uh, we'll see whether this is also a, a potential rally to about $20. How about solar and renewable stocks? Are there any further downside? I do think that solar-related stocks and renewable energy have downside. I think that um, it has leeway to fall. And uh, we've been saying that pigs will get slaughtered on solar and uh, a lot of these electric names, um, and true enough, they are really selling off. Let me show to you how they are selling off so far. Take a look at the electric. I have a sector watch list here. Yeah, here. So you can see, um, of course, last night, your NEO and XPENG, they're not solar, but they're renewable energy-related place because of their because of the, the role they're playing on the sustainable energy. Sun Power was down 8%, your Enphase was down 8%, Plug Power down 7%. Um, I do think that these sectors will continue to fall. Take note that the performances would be a very huge drop. Uh, Workhorse has its own problem, by the way. Workhorse uh, has lost USPS contracts, so I don't think Workhorse will recover anytime soon. Uh, RC Moto, however, the 50% drop is something that has no news or bad news. So actually, uh, you just need to understand that RC Moto has already gone 10x in a year. So this, the sell-off is actually a good thing if RC Moto can fall something in the realm of about $15 or $13. Uh, I'll be willing to pick it up again. Sold some at 20 to 21 actually. Nano Dimension, you could see, is a 650% up. So... Um, XPeng is falling along with NEO. Next week's earnings is going to happen. But take note, though, um, all these uh, big winners, uh, big drops this month is actually a, um, a part of the extension that it has done in over a year. So uh, in just last year, all of your NEOs, your RC Motos, your Clean Sparks have done 10x. So usually a 10x does require a 50 to 70% drop before you can actually do a valuation reset and then continue to run. So um, if you're going to ask me what I think of all these uh, electric-related names, they could fall. They could fall further on the downside, like 25% lower or 30% lower before I pick them up. Okay, um, thank you very much. And please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. See you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.